Okay, look alive. It's Simpsons time. Last week I talked about a great episode of season five, Homer Loves Flanders. Uh, I want to stay in season five uh, for this final show before my vacation so that I can go out with a bang for the one week that I'm not going to be here Um, and talk about The Last Temptation of Homer. This is, of course, a watershed episode. We have had Marge thinking about cheating before when she's uh, unsuccessfully seduced by the bowling champion Jacques very, very early on in the series. But we have never had Homer thinking about straying from his marriage. And it is indeed a very delicate topic. And I think that they handled it so, so well here in this great show featuring Michelle Pfeiffer uh, as the voice of Mindy Simmons, the girl that works with Homer uh, who he's attracted to. There is so much to like in this episode. I really, uh, even more than the romance, non-romance between Homer and Mindy, which I do like a lot. Uh, I love that we see a lot of inner workings of the power plant and uh, Burns and Smithers's managerial style um, that we haven't seen before and that we never see again. And I love things like that, you know, like when they do the money fight. Um, And there are many, many other things relating to the plant uh, (laughs) that happen because this, after all, is sort of a workplace romance. So we see a lot of a lot of job stuff that happens. Um, I love the guy who walks down the corridor with a giant hand and reads from what he's written on his hand saying that he's he's very tired of the jokes about his giant hand. Who is that guy? What's his name? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, in the beginning, there is a bespectacled guy who is sort of like the power plant version of um, that guy in Moe's with the trucker hat and glasses. He's just there to have someone there. Um, And he is sacrificed. He's uh, sucked through a tube that ends up, you know, somewhere in the Middle East and uh, made to dance on a table 
by these men who are sitting around a table. Um, and that is because he wants to have a real fire exit after early on in the episode when um, when he and Homer and Lenny and Carl play a prank on a guy in a safety suit and like have the little mechanical arm pinch the guy's butt. Anyway, that makes the guy drop toxic waste and um, the rest of the guys are trying to escape and they find out that the exit is just painted on and when that guy with glasses complains, that's when he gets sucked through a tube. Um, very, very funny. And then, so, he has to be replaced. And I believe, unless I'm getting the hiring sequence wrong, that his replacement is actually Zutroy, who we see for the first time here. Uh, Zutroy, the illegal alien. Um... And in that scene with Zutroy, that's when we also see another worker, Stuart, who is a duck. Um, I like Stuart a lot. I like that nobody ever says, like, hey, you got a duck working here. You know, that's just, that's another worker, and his name is Stuart. Um, The uh, sort of government spy gorillas who drop through the ceiling and notice that Zutroy is illegally in the country reprimand Burns and tell him to hire a woman um, because then at least he'll be in line with, with one of their policies, you know, reversing his, his sexist employment policy. And that is how Mindy comes to work at the plant. Um, meanwhile, there's a B story going on uh, where Bart has a lazy eye and various other physical things wrong with him where uh, he needs to like wear orthopedic shoes and glasses and scalp cream. Um, and so he's transformed into a nerd just for a little while. Um, I think this B story is okay. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I would like it a lot better if they hadn't made Bart have a Jerry Lewis voice for those couple of lines right after he's fitted with all these things. Because it's not, it, like, it wasn't Nancy Cartwright's voice. It was, you know, it's, like, stupid. It's, like, not necessary. Um, although we do see, this is the part of the B story that I do like, um, when Bart is uh, given asylum in the special room underneath the school that the nerds have uh, colonized, um, I really like the look of that. That whole tableau is very pretty. This is directed by Carlos Baeza, who is one of my favorite animation directors on The Simpsons. Um, because of his use of color and lighting, um, 
I feel like he's especially good at setting the stage um, to have just like a beautifully lit, beautifully colored scene every time there's a scene. And he really thrives in environments like the candlelit dinner that Homer and Mindy have later and their uh, sort of confessional when they're sitting on the bed together at the very end. Um, stuff like that where there's low lighting. Um, as well as color, we see at one point Marge greets Homer at the door and she has a cold and she is supposed to look unattractive. The way her skin is colored slightly gray with like... Uh, bags under her eyes that are a different color. That's also really beautifully done. I feel like in Baeza's shows, all of the cells must make for very good wall art because <laughs> of how prettily they're colored. So Mindy joins the power plant. She has a motorcycle. She is a beautiful woman with red hair and like a smoking curvy cartoon body. And she rides a motorcycle. And um, according to Smithers, she has a degree in engineering or something. And she seems very pleasant. The other guys don't really notice her. Um, but Homer does. And is. I think it's adorable that his reaction is not like trying to talk to her, get her alone or anything like that. It's fear. Um, he's absolutely scared to death that he's going to do something wrong um, and cheat on Marge, which is consistent with his character and with his loyalty to Marge. You know, if you can say one thing for him is that, that he really, really loves her. I will never not love the Lenny and Carl stuff that goes on in this episode. Uh, you know, being as this happens, you know, a lot of the action of this happens in the plant. We do see Lenny and Carl uh, talk a lot. Um, but especially I refer to the image of Lenny and Carl as cherubs. It's great that that happens twice because it is never not funny to me. The way their bodies are sort of, are like completely motionless, except for the wings and the heads, you know, like even if they're flying away or talking. For Homer does indeed hallucinate uh, Mindy as the birth of Venus, like the, the very first time he lays eyes on her. And Lenny and Carl are the cherubs flanking her. Uh... They are thrown together um, in innocuous ways at first, such as when they are stuck in the elevator and smushed up against each other. Uh, that is where Homer tells himself to think unsexy thoughts, and he comes up with two things, Patty and Selma shaving, and Barney in a bikini singing the Leave it to Beaver song. Um, but that then backfires because it morphs into Mindy in a bikini. And then they're thrown together in a big way uh, when 
after the hand debacle, <laughs> uh, Burns notices them on the closed circuit TV talking to each other and says that they, since they get along, should be sent to Capital City together for this convention. Um, what could be sexier, right? Two co-workers who are attracted to each other, sharing a hotel room and going on a business trip where families are not allowed. And I think it's really quite remarkable that Mindy Simmons is this woman who's really cute, um, you know, supposedly smart, she loves all the same things that Homer does, like eating and drinking beer and watching TV. And uh, and she's attracted to him. It's like a miracle, you know? But it's easy to, spend, to suspend our disbelief. Um, at least it was for me. I really bought the story the first time I saw it. That she is, you know, this other person in his life that he's attracted to besides Marge. It happens to us all. Uh, and Homer just really suffers. He has this crisis of conscience. He tries the hotline. That doesn't work because it's Flanders on the other end and he knows he's going to gossip. Um, he then... And like he talks to his friends at Moe's, they don't give him good advice. They, um, and then he blacks out because the, the phone booth tips over. And that is when his guardian angel, Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes, uh, shows him, all, you know, supposedly all the reasons why he shouldn't be with Mindy. And then it turns out to be all reasons why he should be sort of um, Christmas Carol style vision of him and Mindy married and they have a mansion and they're playing tennis and uh, and then Marge is the president <laughs> without being saddled by Homer and his bullshit she becomes the president <laughs> which is uh, less easy to believe but not impossible especially since in one of those future episodes later on, Lisa is the president. Anyway, so what happens? Does Homer cheat? No, of course not. He has a very indulgent time with Mindy ordering room service. Oh, by the way, this is another inner working of the plant. The room service alarm goes off in Burns' office and he bids his winged monkeys fly out, you know, to and like six them on him. But all of the monkeys plummet to their deaths, supposedly. <laughs> and the last line of that scene is, continue the research. <laughs> See what I mean? When I say the, the plant stuff is just as funny as the romance stuff. Um, yeah, so they do all this eating, they have this uh, 
romantic dinner. And at the end of it, they have that really beautiful tete-a-tete, which I already mentioned, um, when they're sitting on the bed and there's a great full moon behind them. And he confesses that he wants to have sex with her, but, you know, he really shouldn't. I love that in that moment, he becomes angry at Bart. <laughs> like, that's such a great, like, George Costanza-esque, or I don't know, maybe Steve Carell in The Office. Like, he's so dumb that he's, like, trying to be tender with this woman that he cares for. And he's like, but, you know, I really... I love my wife and family, except the boy. Sometimes I just could, and then, <laughs> um, I don't know. It makes me giggle when I see that. Then the very next cut, we see Homer about to make love to a woman in a negligee, but you pan up and it turns out to be Marge and it is very lovely because that means that he invited her to come and join him on his business trip. In other words, he did the right thing. Or, you know, what some would say is the right thing. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I want to say about this episode. I think I've said it all. Of course, by tomorrow I will have realized that there's 10 things that I forgot. But that's okay. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time. This was really such a great one. And uh, I'll see you in two weeks for another Simpsons Time. Oh, you're beautiful. Love yous. Um, that was Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator with Amanda Nazario. Thank you for listening this week. I know I just said my past self said that I would be back in two weeks. I, present self, will be back in only one week with another Debigulator shrunk down sized Simpsons Time. It's all very meta and... Uh, time travel esque A uh, couple things I want to amend. Uh, I would say that Charlie from the power plant is a rung above Sam from Moe's. They're not really versions of each other besides the fact that they both wear glasses. I've come to learn that. Charlie is... Uh, named more often and he's he's more one of the pals uh also since broadcasting this uh lecture about the last temptation of homer i have become the proud owner of a replica of marge's t-shirt that she gets at the mall with her smudged face and I wear it every chance I get because it is very excellent. All right. Uh, yeah, don't forget to 
Subscribe to this podcast if you like it. Uh, you can always send me an email. You can always look at my music playlists for Nazario Scenario, wfmu.org slash playlists slash an. And you can always follow me on Instagram to am underscore n-a-z-z. All right, that's quite enough of that. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, one more thing. Uh, make myself louder. Uh, Barney doesn't sing Leave It to Beaver. He sings I Dream of Jeannie. It's so important to distinguish those two. Okay, bye. <laughs>